Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocks big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Why Don't Students Like School? Have you ever heard the phrase imagination is more important than knowledge? This quote came from a famous physicist Einstein. The author of this book was instantly intrigued by this quote which he saw on a poster when he was a freshman in college. Years later, when he looks back on this incident, he believes that the reason he thought the sentence was profound at the time was probably because he was rehearsing how to explain his poor grades to his parents. Perhaps you who are listening to this bookie have also been struggling with boring classes at school and have used similar excuses to comfort yourself. Knowledge is not that important. Imagination is more important. But after listening to this bookie, you will find that knowledge is much more important than you think. Knowledge is important, but many students don't like school, and this concerns many parents and teachers. Do students dislike school because school life is too monotonous and there are too many temptations outside? If we say it is not the student's fault that they don't like school, then what is the root of the problem? This book Why Students Don't Like School will uncover the real reasons from the perspective of cognitive psychology and take you to explore the true meaning of learning. The author Willingham earned his PhD degree in cognitive psychology from Harvard University. He is currently a professor of psychology at the University of Virginia. His research focuses on educational psychology in primary and secondary schools. This book is a significant work on cognitive psychology. Since its publication, the book has remained a bestseller in the category of educational psychology on Amazon. In the book, Willingham traces the roots of why students don't like school and provides a thorough analysis from three perspectives, brain structure, curiosity, and abstract ideas. Based on the theories of cognitive psychology, he explores the best ways for students to learn. Finally, Willingham also instructs teachers on how to take advantage of cognitive psychology principles, follow the law of cognition, respect students' characteristics to help students regain confidence and learn more effectively. This bookie will unlock the book through the following three parts. Part 1, Why Students Don't Like School. Part 2, Three Strategies for Effective Learning. Part 3, The Role of Teachers as Facilitators. Let's start with part one, why students don't like school. If you were asked what is the greatest advantage that humans have over birds and fish, what would you say? We believe most people will assume that humans are smarter than other species like birds and fish because humans have brains that are capable of thinking. But the book opens with Willingham making a radical statement, the mind is not designed for thinking. Yes, you heard it right. In fact, Compared to our ability to move through complex environments and easily observe the colorful world, our ability to think is the last thing we're good at. For example, when you're sitting on a bus, you can effortlessly listen to the chatter of other passengers, look out the window and enjoy the beautiful scenery along the way. But if you're asked to solve a math or word problem, you need to concentrate and focus on doing it. It may take a long time and your answer may still be wrong even if you tried your best. For humans, thinking is slow, effortful, and unreliable. Compared with thinking, 
Human beings are much more reliable and effective in seeing and moving. We can quickly identify objects around us, and we can direct our bodies to do various things. But many people don't do well in thinking tasks such as playing chess and making calculations. This is actually determined by the structure of our brain. Seeing and moving are more important to our survival. Therefore, most of the resources in our brain are devoted to these functions. But you may ask, if we're not good at thinking, how do we get through each day? How do we find our way to work, go shopping, and make delicious meals? The answer is that we rely on memory, not thinking. In fact, most of the problems we face are those we've solved before, so we mostly do what we've repeatedly done in the past. For example, when driving to work, you may not deliberately think about how to start your car, when to step on the accelerator or brakes, and how to get there. In such activity, you are on autopilot. In fact, you use memory to guide your behavior. Like your visual system and movement system, your memory system is much more reliable than your thinking system and can quickly and effortlessly provide information. So it is no wonder that people unconsciously try to avoid thinking as much as possible in their lives. As such, it is only natural that students tend to dislike school. This predisposition is prescribed by the functions of human brains. The fact that humans are not good at thinking is one of the main reasons students dislike school. The second reason for their dislike of school is humans' fragile curiosity. We are born with curiosity, the desire to explore the unknown world. But our curiosity is so fragile that it will only keep going if we encounter the kind of problem that is somewhat difficult but seems solvable. This is because in the process of problem-solving, we experience a sense of satisfaction and fulfillment in having accomplished something by thinking. Neuroscientists have found that solving problems brings pleasure which is linked to dopamine production in the brain. Dopamine is a kind of chemical that makes people feel happy and excited, which is vital to both the learning and pleasure systems in the brain. But it's worth noting that working on problems that are too simple is not pleasurable. Similarly, if the problem is too complicated and no progress is made for a long time, people will give up out of frustration. Imagine if a teacher asks a first grader to solve a calculus problem, the pupil will surely run away. Hence, if a student continuously encounters problems that are too easy or too difficult in school, their curiosity can easily be stifled, and as a result, they can hardly enjoy school. The third reason students don't like school is that thinking is difficult. To understand this, we need first to understand how thinking works. Three components are essential for the brain to think, the environment, the working memory, and the long-term memory. Environment refers to the audible and visible things in the surrounding, problems to be solved, and so on. Working memory can be simply understood as human consciousness. It can help you identify and be aware of specific information around you. For example, it allows you to see the dust on the table and hear the birds chirping outside the window. Working memory also holds the stuff you're thinking about. Long-term memory on the other hand is the vast storehouse in which you maintain your factual knowledge of the world, such as the time of a historical event, the meaning of freedom, and so on. When information in the long-term memory enters the working memory, it becomes conscious. For example, if someone asked you, 
What color is a polar bear? You would say white almost immediately. In other words, the knowledge about polar bear's color is in your long-term memory, but it only enters your working memory when someone asks you a specific question, and you have to respond to it. As mentioned earlier, working memory holds the stuff you're thinking about, but it has limited space. So thinking becomes increasingly difficult as the working memory gets crowded. However, the factual knowledge stored in the long-term memory helps our brains free up working memory space and solve difficult questions. For example, children who just started school may not know the fact that 7 times 8 equals 56. Therefore, asking them to work out 7 times 8 would be extremely difficult for them. For a senior student, However, the factual knowledge that 7 times 8 equals 56 is already in his or her long-term memory, so this math problem or even more complex ones can be solved easily without taking up too much working memory space. Summing up what we have just discussed, we can see that successful thinking relies on three factors, information from the environment, the facts stored in the long-term memory, and the space available in the working memory. Thinking will likely fail if any one of these factors is inadequate. The fourth reason why students don't like school is that abstract ideas are difficult to understand. Much of the knowledge taught in school is abstract, but the human mind does not like abstractions, it prefers the concrete. When learning abstract ideas, a law in physics such as force equals mass times acceleration, we need concrete examples to help us understand. So, why is it so difficult to understand abstract ideas? Firstly, we understand new things in the context of things we already know. If you don't have any knowledge in your mind related to the new things, it will be difficult to comprehend them. Secondly, to understand an abstract concept, it is important to understand not only its surface information, such as its definition and spelling, but also its deeper meaning. Unfortunately, for many students, their comprehension of a concept often stays on the surface. Some even memorize definitions by rote while not trying to understand what it means at all. Thirdly, a true understanding of an abstract principle requires the ability to transfer knowledge, which means that one can successfully apply old knowledge to a new problem. We will now listen to two problems that will illustrate how an understanding of a certain abstract idea can help one solve a seemingly unrelated problem. Problem 1. A general wanted to capture a fortress situated in the middle of a country. Many roads are leading to the fortress, but mines were planted on each of the roads. According to reliable information, the mines were set so that small bodies of men could pass over them safely but any large force would detonate the mines. How could the general attack the fortress? Problem 2. Imagine you're a doctor treating a patient with a stomach cancer. It is impossible to operate on the patient, but a kind of ray can be used to destroy the tumor. High-intensity rays can destroy the healthy tissue. Rays at low intensity are harmless to healthy tissue, but they will not affect the tumor either. What should you do to destroy the tumor without damaging the healthy tissue? One is a medical problem and the other is a military problem. Although the two problems differ in their surface structures, they have the same inner structure. You can successfully avoid the mines by dividing your army into groups and have them converge from different directions on the point of attack. 
Similarly, sending a number of low-intensity rays from different directions and having them all converge on the tumor, you can destroy the tumor without harming the healthy tissue. Unfortunately, many students are unable to transfer and apply their old knowledge to new problems, because they always focus too much on the surface structure of the problem and fail to discover the same inner structure. That was the first part, why students don't like school. There are four reasons. Firstly, the mind is not designed to think. Compared to our ability to see and move in complex environments, our ability to think is the last thing we're good at. Secondly, curiosity is innate but fragile. Problems that are too easy or too hard can destroy curiosity. Thirdly, successful thinking relies on the presence of all of these three factors, information from the environment, facts stored in long-term memory, and space available in working memory. Thinking will likely fail if any one of these factors is inadequate, a limiting factor that adds complexity to thinking. Finally, it is difficult to understand abstract ideas. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.